0: Day 7 The Conclusion of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio. Translated by H. M. Rick. Day the 7th. The Conclusion. The sun was westering, and the light breeze blew when the king, his story ended. And none else being left to speak, arose and taking off the crown, set it on Loretta's head, saying, Madam, I crown you with yourself queen of our company. 'Tis now for you, as our sovereign lady, to make our ordinances as you shall deem meet for our common solace and delectation. And having so said, he sat him down again. Queen Loretta sent for the seneschal and bade him have a care that the table should be set in the pleasant vale somewhat earlier than had been their wont, that their return to the palace might be more leisurely after which she gave him to know what else he had to do during her sovereignty then turning to the company yesterday quoth she dionel would have it that to-day we would discourse of the tricks that wives play their husbands and but that i am minded not to show as of the breed of yelping curs that are ever prompt to retaliate i would ordain that to-morrow we discourse of the tricks that husbands play their wives however in loyos therefore i will have every one take thought to tell of those tricks that daily woman plays man or man-woman or one man another wherein i doubt not there will be matter of discourse no less agreeable than has been of that of to-day so saying she rose and dismissed the company until supper-time So the ladies and the men being risen, some barred their feet and betook them to the clear water, there to disport them, while others took their pleasure upon the green lawn amid the trees that there grew goodly and straight. For no brief while Dioneo and Fiametta sang in concert of Arcite and Palamon, and so each and all taking their several pastimes, they sped the hours with exceeding great delight until supper time, which being come, they set them down a table beside the little lake, and there, while a thousand songsters charmed their ears and the gentle breeze that blew from the environing hills fanned them, and never a fly annoyed them. Reposefully and joyously they supped. The tables removed, they rode a while about the pleasant vale, and then, the sun being still high—for it was but half vespers—the queen gave the word, and they wended their ways back to their wonted abode and going slowly and beguiling the way with quips and gurks without number upon diverse matters, nor those alone of which they had that day discoursed, they arrived hard upon nightfall at the goodly palace. There, the short walks fatigued dispelled by wines most cool and confets, they presently gathered for the dance about the fair fountain, and now they footed it to the strains of Tindaro's cornemuse, and now to other music. Which done the queen bade Filomena give them a song, and thus Filomena sang
1: Ah, oh, woe is me, my soul! Ah, oh, shall I ever thither fare again, whence I was parted to my grievous dole? For sure I know not, but within my breast throbs ever the same fire of yearning there, where erst I was to be. O oh, thou in whom is all my will, my rest, lord of my heart's desire! O oh, tell me, thou. For none to ask save thee, neither dare I nor see. Ah, dear my lord, this wasted heart disdain, thou wilt not, but with hope at length console. Kindle the flame, I know not what delight, which me doth so devour, that day and night alike I find no ease. For whether it was by hearing, touch, or sight, unwonted was the power, and fresh the fire that me each day did seize. Wherein without release I languish still, And of thee, Lord, I am fain, For thou alone canst comfort and make whole. Ah, tell me, if it shall be, And how soon, that I again thee meet, Where those death-dealing eyes I kissed, Thou chief, will of my soul, my very soul, This boon, deny not, say that fleet, Thou highest hither, comfort thus my grief. Ah, let the time be brief, Till thou art here, and then long time remain, for I love-stricken crave but love's control. Let me but once again mine own thee call, no more so indiscreet as erst I'll be to let thee from me part, nay, I'll still hold thee, let what may befall, and of thy mouth so sweet such solace take as may content my heart, so this be all my art, thee to entice me with thine arms to enchain whereon but musing in light chance my soul
0: this song set all the company conjecturing what new and delightsome love might now hold philomena in its sway, and as its words imported that she had more joyance thereof than sight alone might yield some that were there grew envious of her excess of happiness however the song being ended the queen by thinking her that the morrow was Friday, thus graciously addressed them all. Ye vote, noble ladies, and you also, my gallants, that to-morrow is the day that is sacred to the passion of our Lord, which, if ye remember, we kept devoutly when Naphila was queen, intermitting delectable discourse, as we did also on the ensuing Saturday. Wherefore, being minded to follow Naphila's excellent example, I deem that now, as then, it were a seemly thing to surcease from this our pastime of story-telling, for those two days, and compose our minds to meditation on what was at that season accomplished for the weal of our souls. All the company having approved their queen's devout speech, she, as the night was no far spent, dismissed them, and so they all betook them to slumber. End of Conclusion of the Seventh Day